what's going on? Good. What's going on? Man, I'm okay, man. Quite a time to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another day, another moment to get it kicking and just see how this goes, man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. What's up with you, man? How from from New York and back to <laughs> to Texas? <laughs> oh well, uh, completely different scene. I mean, I I didn't stay there long enough to uh, you know formulate. An opinion about the place but from the little i saw it's an entirely different scene yeah you know yeah. and um well people drive crazy there <laughs> no, you can see that again, <laughs> <laughs> yeah people drive extremely crazy there but um, at least that i can tell cool. you that i know <laughs> <laughs> yes it's it's uh but it's it's a it's a nice place it's a nice place it's more what's the word uh it's it's a very busy city metropolitan yes yes metropolitan metropolitan yeah. city very mm-hmm. busy yeah everybody's up and doing it it's a fast-paced city so yes yes yeah. okay that's that's cool man that's cool at least you you had a bit of an experience even though it's not much but exactly. that goes that yeah. goes in your record books <laughs> right <laughs> most, de- most definitely visit again you know oh yeah i mean that's that's cool man yeah i mean me i just it was my day off so i just um i usually take my time on my days off to just chill read and do other stuff so it's been a relaxing day for me actually and the cold is gradually coming down here (laughs) very very much needed very much Uh, well i hope i hope i hope it's not a bad snow season this year so but we'll Uh, see we are waiting for the cold to like fully kick in here, you know. So, but you guys don't get much of it anyway. So I'm sure, I'm sure that that humidity, you guys cannot wait for it to give way, anyways. Honestly, honestly, I think the coldest, the coldest years were 2017. I mean, in my opinion, mm-hmm. 2017, two years ago, last yeah. year wasn't so cold. Um, yes, yeah, so I, so I heard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Hopefully, hopefully this year is going to be different because we need that cold. Okay. Very important. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, let me take take this opportunity to welcome you to today's episode, and um, I'm hoping Tunde is able to join us later. But I'm sure the time difference is one. Time yeah, of, uh, it's 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 so much on him, and it's work. So. Yeah, but so we, probably, I mean, we'll, we'll make it work eventually. Oh yeah, definitely. We'll probably figure out something. You know. That's some yeah. guy who's also <laughs> who's also on top of his game. So yeah, so yeah. So welcome you to today's um um episode. And today definitely we're going to be talking about the age-long um Mercedes-Benz versus BMW rivalry. And in this context, yeah. it's not going to be. You know, it. You know, like this. This is topic is always um, leaning towards arguments. Which one is better? Which one is now? Nah, but this is just going to be, you know, us talking based off of, you know, what they've been able to churn out there in times past, presently, and what the future 
you know seems like basically it's just all about their uniqueness in their in their own space you know so it's not gonna be which one is better which one is we're just gonna be talking performance and if he leans towards trying to you know see which one because if you look if you ask me I've, I've always been that mercedes-benz guy but would I wanna, <laughs> <laughs> you know but would i want to own a bmw i told you yes i mean give me the e35 any day i'm good <laughs> you know? that's 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 a that's a wonderful choice <laughs> i mean a it's, it's, choice. it's it's a beautiful it's right I've, I've i've driven one before you know my my um, late brother-in-law used to have one and damn that car was everything i could think of and that was manual shift you know it was everything i could think of in terms of being practically active when you're driving you know like you can't afford to just sit down and have the car do certain things for you you're literally 200% you know up in your senses reflexes and everything yeah it's it's a nice car if you ask me it is it is it's uh, <laughs> most 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 uh people have seen with it they use them as like full track builds you know because uh they are very agile you know yeah. and it just just has this endless look mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it gives you that that taste of the the early 90s you know it's just there, there's a way there's a way cars that you know were manufactured in the 90s are they have this look they have this distinctive look to them you know yeah. When you see them, you can tell this car was probably done somewhere around the, you know, eight ninety. You know, so it kind of has that that thing going on for it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's definitely. I prefer the. Honestly, I prefer the E forty six though. Mm-hmm. Why? It, tell me why you prefer the E forty six. Well, I won't say because it's a better car. It's just uh, aesthetic wise, it's mm-hmm. more then it has that more sporty look it's a little bit more refined you know it's yeah it's just um and and in to be very specific right that would be the uh e46 m3 csl mm-hmm. so, cool. and the 46 yeah. i think is the fourth generation of the um, three series i guess I believe so. Yeah, I it believe. is. That's that's the one they called back back then in Nigeria. They used to call it Koja, because I think it came out that that big old seven series came out too. Yeah, I remember that name. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it was nine. It was between nine seven and two thousand and six, I suppose. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, so go that, ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 will be my favorite. Um. Uh. You know, or one of my favorite e chassis because I still like. You know, I also like the uh, uh, E65 series, yep, M5 yep. with the the V10, the S65 model. Yeah, oh, yep. <laughs> that car is, you know, that's that's a collector's item for me. That's a collector's item. No, no, I mean it's it's um it's more like something that is gonna become, you know, like a unicorn in future. Whereby, if you've not had the opportunity to have it or keep it, then forget it. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 like for the E46, like, you know, I know he has a couple um 
engine displacements and whatever. I know there, there, there was one time they had a 1.6 to 2 liter. Um, yeah, I think so. For me, I'll probably, if, I, if I'm actually going to pick myself with the E46, it's going to be the 3.2 liter. Man, let it go big. I mean, go big or go home. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, and, and, and nowadays, people are, you know, sort of, you know, because right now the E30 is somewhat unattainable unless you have, you know, some deep pockets to find one in really good condition. True. You know, even if it's not in good condition or probably been abandoned, it's hard to find them. But to find one in good condition that still run, you know, look really hard and spend some good money. Good you know, money. so people are, yes. So that's why to me the E30 is kind of unattainable now. The E46, you, you can you can still you can still get you can still get some different ones around if you know where to look. You know, so I, I noticed that people are kind of leaning more towards the E46 plat, uh, platform now for builds on BMWs because uh, the E36 is pretty much being taken and, you know, everyone has done pretty much whatever I can think of to it. To it Big yeah. single turbo kit, you know, they're pushing, they're pushing eight, 800, 800 1,000. Yeah you know horsepower out of out of those platforms so Mm -hmm. you know the the e46 now is kind of you know getting to that point where it's going to become like a very rare commodity you know and and it's it's almost there if if not there yet yes it's almost there you know it's almost there and, and people are beginning to realize that that platform is a very It's, it's it's going to be a thing to just buy them and keep them stock. I mean, yeah. they're modified, but in kind of like the OEM plus way, not right. just modified, modified, all out, you know, crazy stuff. Just like yeah. OEM plus, like you have the original OEM parts, but it's modified, you know, modified, that, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah, just mm-hmm. keep it clean and pristine, you know, those those attract much more money. You know, so there's a very few of them out there that I've been opportunity to see. But you know, that's that's one of my uh, favorite, favorite uh, yeah. You know, BMW. Aside, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's, I mean, there's quite there's quite so many, but <laughs> just to highlight a few. A few, um, yeah. If if we're talking if we're talking about if we're talking about some of the, the the great ones. I mean, we've already mentioned the E35, the E36. The E46, uh, the BMW 2002, that is, it's it's a beautiful, it's it's an artwork. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I saw I saw one one build. It was just all black. It was running this OEM plus look, mm-hmm. pristine paint condition. But he just had, you know, wheels and tires and like air suspension, and that thing was just lovely to look at. Wow. You know, yeah, he did he didn't go crazy he kept the engine same as is you know the mm-hmm. interior the exterior he just got tires and suspension pretty much probably did a paint correction because that paint was in very very pristine condition pristine okay yeah wow, and okay. I, I love seeing i love seeing i love seeing when people preserve you know preserve those those vehicles, like yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you know it's it's beautiful it takes a lot of work and money Oh yeah, but, I know, mean, like I was, I was having a conversation with some guy at my 
job yesterday is an old white guy of course like old white guy with old money and you know like we just go talking i was recommending something for him and he was asking us if we had like those um f-150s and all whatnot so i told him yeah those those are cool and they're hard to find now so he started telling me about um and if an old f-150 that he has you know and he says that car already has i think about 372 wow i was like so why are you keeping it saying no, i don't intend to sell it to nobody I said, why? <laughs> and then he was like, man, and then he started showing me pictures of the current state of the car. I was like, okay, now I quite agree with you. Like the painting is in in its pristine state. The car is clean. Like I wouldn't sell a car like that. You understand what I'm saying? Because like you would see the beauty in the fact that it's old but well preserved. So it makes you want to just keep a car enjoy the beauty and he told me he doesn't he drives it and he doesn't take you know too long before he actually takes it in for routine maintenance and all whatnot so like just to just to buttress your point about seeing those kind of vehicles being kept in their very beautiful states is just you know it's it's marvelous that was one time i saw this um this w um w123 and guess what? Mm. This guy, yeah, this guy mm. had, he had, um, you know, like this. There's what they call historic license tags, right? So, oh, some, yes. some, sometimes they keep those vehicles because those tags become something you don't find anywhere, and they tend to like take it to the museum to curate it or something. So this guy had um, a Maryland tag that he's had on the car since. Um, since the 60s i think since 1962 or something you know no since it was it was it was it was the early 70s sorry i think 72 and i was like guess what the expiry date is still what it is you get what i'm saying i'm like are you able to drive a car like this he said now nah, that there are rules to it basically you know so those are vehicles that you don't need to change the tag you don't need to change the sticker and all of that it's it's the old maryland historic tag so this car is looking super clean no no single scratch it had you know those those old those old black tires that has the red the side yes that's the kind of tire this car this car had the wheel cover is those little round ones that could actually pop out and fall off when your tires are kind of low in in psi oh wow trust me that's i looked at this guy i I was forced to because like he came by my job and there's this white guy tony who like we work together and everything and tony drives pickup truck he doesn't drive anything but pickup trucks and he rides bikes so he's also a collector. So he came to show Tony the car, and I was like, man, I was forced to just walk up to the old guy, white beard, and I had to just talk to him. You know, I was like, man, how much would you sell this guy if you decide to sell it? He said, nah, this guy is not going to be sold. Even if, even after he's gone, he's probably going to preserve it for auction for his 
future like great grandkids if they need to raise funds for something you know and i was like man this car if you literally take it back to mercedes they'll put they put a whole lot of money on it to buy it from you you know so that's very true that's very true it feels good to see such you know like antiques being properly kept you know and i see a lot of white guys around my workplace with those vehicles like something really really old and i just try to take my time to pull out my phone and just take pictures you know yeah 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 so it's 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 beautiful it's really really beautiful <laughs> mm-hmm. it is but yeah. um so now yeah what what i what what i want to highlight you know i know i know this is supposed to be like a a rivalry you know uh type of discussion today but you know i i feel we should do it proper justice by highlighting you know both the pros and cons of both platforms and what's Mm -hmm. the you know what's each what's individual company you know stands for you know and and um we can go from there Mm-hmm. So, so kicking it off with uh, BMW. Yeah. To me, you know, there is this popular yeah. opinion about BMWs always um, having issues and breaking down and whatnot. And and this is very common amongst Nigerians. And the the funny part, you know, because sometimes I see certain comments on social media, and I don't know if. I should laugh at you know their ignorance or mm-hmm. I should be upset you know and, and and this this these are people who most likely haven't had any experience with the vehicles haven't driven one mm-hmm. you know don't even know the first thing about these vehicles but you know they're just kind of they have this herd mentality you know because of what people say you know, because of the general opinion about these vehicles, and 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 not just BMW in particular, I, European cars are a different breed in the sense that they've mastered the art of building cars. They are very meticulous. You know, when putting these vehicles together, so you don't think, or you don't expect every two-bit roadside mechanic to know how to figure it out. If the car is having an issue that's yeah. why people you know just go on social media and talk crap about bmws oh my god like the amount of crap i have seen it's just amazing you know and nigeria being a third world country like most of the mechanics there they don't really have an in-depth knowledge of how these vehicles function and what mm-hmm. makes them tick they apply the same knowledge they use for Japanese cars, you know, to these European cars. And that's not how it's supposed to be. Japanese cars, I believe, you know, you can get away with certain things when you yeah. cut corners. But the same doesn't apply to European cars. I think, you know, if if people knew this, then we'll be having a different conversation. But it seems like people don't really know. Maybe they do, they just don't care. Because it's something I've experienced. You can't cut corners with BMWs, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and that's that's one thing. So now, BMWs are 
more performance oriented vehicles right. you know they you know I, I i believe there's this thing that they've mastered the art of building straight six engines or inline six engines yeah. because that's the platform they used for quite a while you know before you know they switched to the uh twin turbo uh engine setups mm-hmm. you know yeah so 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 they've mastered the art of building inline six engines and that's what they had on most of their end platforms and you know in 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 the the base variants of this model and on the other hand mercedes their performance vehicles quite all right you know but they they're more luxury oriented yes at least to the best of my knowledge. That's why the niche, I, the, niche, the niche is different. Exactly. I am yeah. a BMW, a BMW enthusiast all right. day, any day. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me, Mercedes have more appealing interiors. Yeah. You know, compared to BMWs, they build better interiors. Let me put it that way. The interiors yes. are nicer. It's much more pleasing to look at. I mean, that doesn't mean. BMW's interiors aren't luxurious. They pull I mean, their weight still. They do, you know. Mm-hmm. But Mercedes just, you know, it's it's they've just like how BMWs have mastered the art of building in line six engines. Mercedes have mastered the art of building exquisite interiors. It's just something so pleasing about them, and it's so captivating, you know. Especially, especially. You know the newer generation Mercedes, for example, the uh, W213 E Class. Yep. I mean the oh my god, the interior, the seats, the the Burmeister audio system. You know mm-hmm. the ambient lighting, the dashboards. Like, yeah. I, do you do you think do you think they nailed it in terms of um, giving it a sporty look? I won't say it's sporty per se. It's more of an executive. You know executive uh mid-size sedan mm-hmm. you know even even the even the amg variants i mean right it's only people who really know what's up that'll be able to tell you know tell the difference yeah you know between an amg and like the base model w213 you know i mean i mean the, for car guys you just need to see a certain it just give it one or two glances and you know oh this an EMG or this not an EMG mm-hmm. yep really spot the difference unless they looked really hard you know so it's it's in, in terms of sportiness I, I won't say it's I won't say they nailed it per se it's just it's more like I said it's more like an executive sedan now if you're talking of sporty looking then we're now looking at the coupe version mm-hmm. you know the w205 c class coupe the w213 e class coupe uh w223 s class s class yep now those look sporty you know probably because they're coupes and the amg versions take it up a notch you know so those look really sporty but just for the the regular variants they i mean they, they're just the sedans in particular aren't that sporty right you know when, when you see a, a car that looks sporty there are certain distinguishing features like you know they, they look very 
they have slightly wider hips wider hips yeah you know in a wider stance you know mm-hmm. and and the the the, the w213 doesn't exactly check those boxes check those boxes the, yeah you know for the base for the base uh variant now if we're looking at the m8 now that is a sporty looking vehicle mm-hmm. one glance and you can tell you know <laughs> and yeah mm-hmm. kicking it up a notch the m8 competition oh that, nah. yeah, that, that is, that is <laughs> the icing on the cake that's the kind its own world trust me exactly yeah that car is you know it's 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 a work of art you know um, yeah. i i i i i am in love with the way that car looks and heck it could even be passed off as a slipper you know because that i mean we all know bmw usually undermine the actual power output of the engine On th- of the you know, engine yeah that car is is fast you know they might say oh you know it comes with 625 horsepower stock stock but it could be 674 we know yeah you know, so, that's that's another yeah. thing like i really don't know why they do that but um for me i think i think that's really just unnecessary like put everything out there right i mm-hmm. mean maybe maybe and this is this is me just thinking out of the box maybe they're just trying to throw <laughs> who knows <laughs> you know and 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 most times when when no times when you see a bmw in a merc you know in a drag race the merc always gets left behind and mm-hmm. we all know it's because of weight you know mercedes True. for a while they 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 had issues with weight you know yeah, that's, that's why they always get yeah the balance and all whatnot yeah yeah so they always you get know? left behind anyways because yeah. i remember um i mean from 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 back when one thing that i noticed is it takes it takes a while to actually pick up momentum so that's why you yeah. see that's why you see it seems like even even the v600 is leaving them behind but then they catch up later so yes. it's more from sprint sprint capacity for me from zero to to 60 takes a lot of um drag um drag to actually put all of that weight behind and get that momentum required to actually push the speed so that's that's what i feel so and in my own little experience of um with driving a mercedes from back then that's always been the experience it takes a while because i remember um i always have this like sunday evening race on told me Bridge with one of my friends who's in the air force now you know and that's what we do most of the time like we just get there the road is free and then boom we hit from from what's it called from um from glover road in ikoi you know into Dolphin Estate, and then from there we just start because we already see Todd Mainland Bridge. So most of the time it seems like it's acting like I literally get to struggle because he drives, he drives, um, he drives, um, what's it called? An E46. I was driving the the W201 C class back then. So yeah so like he i always drag you know like he's always a few a few seconds ahead of me almost all the time unless he probably slacks a little lead so that has always been the experience the weight distribution is just 
something I don't know how much they've been able to work on that, but that's always been the issue with, with Mercedes Benzes, yeah. True. And mm-hmm. and I think they they probably I mean they probably never really got the issue sorted out. I think the approach they took is just make it more powerful, like add more power. Because mm-hmm. their most powerful sedan, which is the AMG GT sixty three, yeah. It is frighteningly quick but okay. it's mm-hmm. extremely heavy and and how you would know the weight is showing is when it was in a drag with an M5 competition it got left right. behind oh for real <laughs> yeah it did it did you know and and it and it has more power than it has more power than you know than the M5. The M5 mm-hmm. competition is around the low to mid 600s. You know, but the AMG GT63, we're talking probably the higher 600s, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Yeah. I, I can't remember the exact figures, but I know it has more power than the M5 competition. But it got left behind, and that's because of the weight. You know, weight plays a very important role. You know, when it comes to automobiles, true. You know, and and weight is supposed to help you keep the power down. But in the in the case of Mercedes, I mean, yeah, it might help you put the power down, and it's an all-wheel drive as well. <laughs> you know, it's supposed to help you put that power down. But if you can't pull that weight, you know, then you're not going to be winning a lot of straight line races. True. You know, over time, you will build up the momentum to catch up. But in a quarter mile, like you're done. And the thing with BMW is they, I think they figured out how to have an almost even 50-50 weight distribution. Yeah. You know, so I, I, they're just, to me, BMWs are lighter. And I mean, more they've, agile. They've, they've always been. Yeah. You know, mm. they're lighter and more agile. Yeah. As compared yeah. to Mercedes. Mercedes, I feel like they're wonderful, but if they can just you know figure out the weight situation but at the end of the day if you're being realistic it's almost like a pipe dream because when you look at the interior all those things i mean all that luxury has to come at a cost oh yeah you know so they have to compromise they have to compromise on some things like if you want that if you want that nice interior i mean then you're gonna have have a lot of heft to the vehicle and i think that's what the issue is you know and since it's like They've already accepted it as it is, so what they just do is make it more powerful, you know. And that's where we're now. Where we now talk about the Brabus Rocket 900 variant yeah. of the AMG GT63. That yeah. thing has well over 800 horsepower. That's huge. That is, <laughs> yeah, that is blazing fast, mm-hmm. you know. But the weight is still going to show, regardless. Yeah, but it still shows because I think the one thing the maybe it's um. I literally, I mean, I, I love the fact that, you know, those vehicles, to me, the whole weight thing with the Mercedes, trust me, I do. But um, I feel like it's not, you know, in terms of, um, how do I put it now, in terms of being able to attain the straight line, drag race, um, efficiency, that's actually doing a huge disservice to to what the Mercedes-Benz brand stands for. 
you I know. Agree. And I don't see them doing away with it. Like I do not. I like that about about their vehicles. And but in some dis I mean in some arguments or some discourse, definitely it's actually a disadvantage for Mercedes. True. Yeah. True. But I mean, like I said, they just make it more powerful because I I I was watching, you know, uh, a video or documentary rather of how, you know, uh, Brabus, you know, um, transforms their vehicles. Apparently, mm. it takes about six six months, you know, depending on the specifications you want. Yeah. And I was I was completely fascinated. I think they they strip down the interior first, mm-hmm. and then they, they take out the engine. And the first thing they do to the engine is increase the bore size of the cylinder. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm. So that's how you guys do it. You know, that's how they are able to get those crazy power numbers. Some type of a they, secret formula. You know, like they, take the, <laughs> they, they, they completely strip down the engine, take the engine block and rebore, you know, the, cylind- the, the cylinders. Hmm. You know, or or sorry, the, the yeah, the cylinders, right? The, the, the cylinders. Yeah, yes. they rebore it. You know, they increase the bore size. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you know, aside all the wizardry they they do you, when it comes to the tuning and timing and whatnot. Yeah. You know, and probably also use some forged, uh, some they switch the, some of the internals for forged parts and whatnot. Parts, yeah. So that's how they're able to get that massive amount of power from these vehicles and these things are literally like supercar territory fast territory fast yeah you know and and that's that's just amazing that's <laughs> extremely amazing yeah you know it, it's it was it was kind of an eye-opener it made me appreciate you know mercedes more and if if i were to own a mercedes today the first two or i mean Two of my favorite Mercedes Benz have to be the W two hundred five C sixty three S coupe. Ooh, <laughs> yes, yes, and the CLS. Those cars, <laughs> yes, those those are my favorite Mercedes of all time. Good choice, hands down, <laughs> hands down, hands down. But but now I have one gripe with the CLS, the new CLS, which is. It's it's not it's not because I was talking to Tunde about this. It's it's yeah. not a complete AMG per se because I he made me understand that the the ones that come with the fifty three badges aren't you know full AMGs. No, they're, they're not more like they're more like pseudo AMG. So that's pseudo, one gripe yeah. I have. I, that's one gripe I have with the CLS fifty three. I, like, I, I, I feel the same way too. Sorry to cut you. Just hold a thought. Um, I feel the same way too because. I think the CLS lost me after the second generation. Mm. The first generation CLS was, I mean, like that was that was the biggest thought and risk to have actually taken from a big brand like the Mercedes, dabbling into you know like building a four-door coupe car, and they nailed it completely. In the first generation, Fact. you know, like Fact. they, they, they just—I don't know what happened. I don't know how they were able to do that, but they, 
they just killed it. When I say killed, like it was, I'm currently looking at pictures of this from, from an iPad, and trust me, like they, this car is, you know, like the epitome of just try something and see how it goes. And that thing went really, really far in terms of the design component for me, it's just an overkill. Yeah, the second generation, they made it bigger, gave it a few, um, what's it called, belt lines and curves and all of that. But trust me, I could decide to put, you know, everything I have on the first generation than even the second. For the third one now, they lost me. I don't even look at it twice. <laughs> you know, so, no, no, for real. Because, you know, now it has strictly the... It's, it's like it's like it's like a, a different body type with 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 a c-class interior mm. you know and for me it i'm not saying it's 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 i mean it's it's not totally a bad car but i don't really like i said like i said earlier it, it's a pseudo amg if you ask me well give me the first generation any day I'm, I'm just the interior designs you know they i mean everything about that car is just sweet yeah you know? and and that was the one that made me fall in love with the CLS platform. Yeah. It, it, and, and, and it, it was it was that other manufacturers, because I want to believe it's Mercedes-Benz that started, you know, this whole idea of the Ford Oh, yeah. With, yeah. with frameless yeah. windows. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was a very brilliant idea. And, yeah. and we've seen that, you know, trend trickle down to the uh, CLA and, and mm-hmm. um the, the BMW the, 8 Series 2. 8 Series 2 and even the the, the M6. Yes. Yeah. The yes. 6 Series took that same platform and then the 8 Series did the same thing. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Because it, it was it was such it was such a wonderful design, you know, like mm-hmm. it was something something it was like a refresh, like something different from the norm, you know. And and I that's just what made me fall in love with it. It's like they took their time, you know to to figure out what they wanted the car to be and they nailed it you know and i mean i know you said you don't like the the new generation but i do like i i, I like the shape it's it has it's more refined i don't know it looks like well, it looks like a it looks like a cla on steroids but i mean <laughs> you know yeah refined no doubt you know like because right now i'm actually putting um all three images in front of me and um <laughs> yes i agree with you with the refinement and everything okay this to me i don't know like i think they tried to go back to the like take a little bit of the smoothness in the designs from the first generation if you check the if you're able to look through and check the you know like um exterior designs and everything you could see, yes, the belt line is still there, which is around the running board, you know. Yeah. And then they took away that whole um, hard door muscle edges from, if you check the back door in the in the second generation, right? Yeah, they yeah. took all of that. They took all of that belt line away. I mean, it had two belt lines. It took one off from the top. And then you see that, um, I mean, basically... <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't completely not like it, but if you put that side to side with with the first gen CLS, I'm still gonna take the first gen CLS. 
let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's forget about refinement. Like I'm a bit old school, so <laughs> I, I can I can respect that. I can respect that. You know, like I said, I mean, I I love all of them, but the 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 newer model is they just made it. I, I think they trimmed it down a little bit and made it more slicker. But the first one was just it's just going to be a timeless. You know, it looks. I mean, we, we know it's pretty old because it debuted in 2004, if I remember 2004, yeah. Yeah, you know, it looks, it's old, but, you know, it still kind of looks like this polarizing, futuristic design, despite its age, you know, because of how it was implemented, like the shape and everything. It, it was just, it, it was one of a kind, really. It's, it's yeah. one of a kind. I, I, I really do enjoy it. And, and like you said, all the, uh, the the BMW uh, six series and eight series took dressing from that, you know, because yeah. it was a very successful um, um, design. Now moving on to 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 the more powerful or let's just say supercar, quote unquote. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at the uh, SLS AMG mm-hmm. uh, and the AMG GT, you know, yeah. and 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 for me. The AMG GT is nice, but the SLS AMG just had this rawness to it. Okay, let me let me you let know? me let me let me put this to you. Um, Giving your power of choice now, right? Mm. Which would you rather have, the AMG GT or the SLS AMG? <laughs> okay, okay. Let me put it this way: my answer <laughs> would have to. I have two answers. The AMG GT only if it's the Black Series. Oh Jesus! <laughs> but okay, okay. But go on, go on. if if not, I I I would go for the SLS AMG. Um, Honest, because yeah, that's that's just it. That's it for me. I don't know about you, but that's that's. Uh, okay, I'll tell you this right. <clears throat> make it the Black Series. Make it the Brabos. Whatever. Right, I'm still okay. gonna go for the SLS over the AMG. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's a tough one, man. Because <laughs> wait, what? What? Hold on, I need I need to look this up real quick. The SLS, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to I'm because I know the SLS AMG has a black series as well, and oh, yes, that thing does. was my that thing was that mm-hmm. thing was. I'm not even so looking at the black though. series now, like. In front of me here, I mean, you you're talking about 583 brake horsepower. Yes, gas mileage is just 13 city and 19 highway. I don't care. But can you? I mean, tell me what you think about a 6.3 liter V8 engine. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't you can't beat that. You can't beat that. Like I said, that, that... it's it's some people might prefer. You know, some people might prefer. Okay, yeah, I'll do the. I'll take. I'll rather the GT because it's more refined. Same way, some people would rather the the um, current CLS over the first gen. But if you really look at the design, design wise, it's actually taking off of. You know, it drifted away from the second generation and went back to the first in a way. You know, so yeah. So for me, it's it's. it's I don't. I don't. If it's an AMG GT Black Series or whatever series, I still love the SLS. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> yeah, I, I just do. 
Yeah. I I am I'm very well with you on that. Mm-hmm. You know, and those those gold wing doors just make it stand out. It it has a timeless design. You know, and and honestly, I would take the six point three liter V eight any day over this new Mercedes Benz uh, power plants. I know they're trying to, you know. Uh, stick with the emission rules environmental and being environmental yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's just some that's just some BS but <laughs> I digress anyways <laughs> see there's there's something about you know and, and this is this is one argument I used to have you know uh, with a, a couple of friends back then like mm-hmm. yes Mercedes AMGs in particular have very lovely exhaust notes right Mm-hmm. But BMWs have they might not have as good an exhaust note. In fact, I don't think they really do. They just have pure induction noise. There's something about induction. And now back to you know the topic at hand, which is the rivalry. When you yeah when you when you compare the 6.3 liter V8 to the new 4.4 you know uh, or the sorry the 4 liter twin turbo V8 that Mercedes uses now mm-hmm. the 6.3 liter V8 sounds more you know it's more of induction than exhaust notes mm-hmm. you know while the newer plants the, the newer power plants are more of exhaust notes you know because there's a turbo in there now and it has a mild hybrid system and so much wizardry going on with the engine it's so complicated but the old engines were just pure brutes <laughs> you know I, like I was, I was i was gonna refer i was gonna refer us to to the to the good old g55 <laughs> but go ahead <laughs> exactly that's that's a very wonderful example you know <laughs> when you compare when you compare you know, when you compare the, the 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 melody, you know, from the G55, right, to the newer ones now, there's there's a distinctive difference. Absolutely, I mean, you can you Absolutely. can just I, I totally tell. Agree, yeah. You know, you can just tell, and yeah. I mean, that's not to say that you know the new engines Mercedes is using is bad. It's just it's good. It's good. No no doubt. But you know, like we're talking based off of um, like. Talking about the G55 now, at least I, I would say that's one AMG that I had direct, you know, opportunity to um to drive, right? Not just you know this is this was something it wasn't a test drive or whatever. It was something I had in my possession for some months, you know, and oh, wow. I can tell you that. Uh, you know, maybe not the most comfortable car to drive, hands down. <laughs> that I know, you know, but I can't say it's 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 more difficult to or it's it's it's, it's as co- uncomfortable as as the Wrangler Jeep or something. No, but in terms of presence, I think mm. that's one of the that's one of the AMGs that actually has more presence than any other thing that has come after it in mm. that trim you know like you know so much you I, I like you know how much you become so conversant with a car 
to the point where even when you're not the one driving and someone is driving by without seeing the car just the sound the ground vibration tell. and everything you could tell now that's an amg g55 exactly you know so like exactly. i literally have that i mean i had that um direct opportunity to i mean privilege to actually you know like have one for a while and yeah it was a time when he started having like balloon um issues and all what not the the suspension was bouncy and all that and oh was, yeah like, you know what? let this thing go like just you feel me but that's some car that i can actually tip mercedes for in terms of exhaust notes and all what not i don't i don't care for those inductions trust me but again it is Gordon Wagner, so he decides what to put out there, and you can't you can't <laughs> find that. <laughs> you, have, you actually just have to just you know either keep your old, buy the new, and just enjoy the new for what it is for the present. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just it's it's just kind of sad when one thinks about it and how this things are just gradually going away mm-hmm. you know it's 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 just so sad to think about it like those exhaust notes we might probably never hear again you know unless yeah. someone decides to take on some crazy project and you know just get one of those power plants and put them inside a car mm-hmm. you know also uh what's the name of this car oh my god Yes, the SLR, SLR McLaren. That's another yeah. beautiful car. Yeah, that's a you unicorn. Know, man. <laughs> yeah, those 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 engines. Those engines are just. It's it's sad when I think about it. Sometimes like these things are just, you know, gradually fading away into obscurity. They, they, they fading away. It's, it's like um, like like an endangered species. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know that's why that's why that's why I said it's you know when you compare. The old 6.2 uh, liter engines with the newer engines, it it sounds more. What's the word? Raw, like yeah. you rightly mentioned. You can you can tell when you hear a G55 mm-hmm. rolling by without right. even turning to look. Turning to look, you yeah. can tell that is a G55. Fast. Like you can tell, like they made sure. That exhaust note spoke for itself. It stood out. Because there was one you time know. they were talking about recorded. I mean, I, I really lost it, but I don't know if they if they introduced that in there. And I think that's that's why you said, I mean, what you and Cindy discussed about it being a pseudo AMG. Like they were trying to use recorded exhaust notes for Yes. And it sounded so that. synthetic. <sighs> I don't I don't know, man. It 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 just doesn't cut it for me. If you want to go raw, go raw. Don't don't try to don't try to go refined raw. Like it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, I am very well with you on that. And, and and you see, I think one thing that has a major role to play in that is is the engine displacement because they it's been severely reduced. I mean, comparing six point three liters to to four liters, that's you've taken almost two liters out. out you know. Yeah of air that is coming in so the 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 acoustics are definitely going to be different yeah you know it's not it's not going to be pulling in as much air as a 6.3 liter uh engine block is going to you know so that that's another thing that has and with the turbos again you're not getting that it's just 
it just all it feels so synthetic you know that's just yeah. the sad thing about it mm. you know that that's why that's why we have to we have to do what we can to save to save <laughs> engines, man. Save, yeah save rated engines you know i mean it'd be, it'd be nice if, if if we could see someone who who uses that engine for some type of project you know well true 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 like we're talking now you know like you know like keeping our focus on like both brands you know i, I feel like um the mercedes-benz and bmw i feel like it's do you think it's it's been a brotherly rivalry you know i know it's 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 it's, it's, it's spanned over you know like a century but do you think it's been a brotherly rivalry oh yes so taking this into consideration you know like we know we have each model of each brand has its you know like rival if you're looking at the the what's it called the e35s which is within the three series of course you know the mercedes-benz's answer is always the c classes for the five series it's always the 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 E class for the seven series, it's always the S class. The S now class. let's let's pick. Do you think BMW has been able to do like keep up the pace in terms of the healthy rivalry that they have using um, the seven series and the S class as you know one of the parameters meaning do you think bmw has really been able like put out enough energy in that um flagship competition with bm i mean with with mercedes-benz opinion wise and fact checking what do you think yes i believe so because i mean like i said at the end of the day it's it's still a, it's it's a brotherly rivalry in as much you know uh regardless of whatever we fans or enthusiasts think, think yeah it's always going to be a healthy brotherly rivalry you know uh, uh but you know we have to give credit to whom it's due and in terms of interior mercedes takes it hands down Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the, the, the new the newer BMWs have fantastic interiors. Don't get me wrong, because mm-hmm. the one one point I always make when I'm having these debates with people is, luxury is relative. Yes, it Mercedes is relative. Yeah. Exactly, Mercedes-Benz interiors are extremely exquisite, but mm. BMW interiors are right up there as well. You know, and and it's just that Mercedes, you know, they just take things up a notch. But mm. like I said, luxury is relative, and BMW interiors are lux- uh, luxurious enough for me. You know, I, I, at the end of the day, y- you're not gonna sleep in your car. You know, so so for what they are, they're, they're so in terms of luxury, that definitely goes to Benz. But when we're talking performance, BMW has it. You know, by the end of the day, it's still I know it's still a healthy rivalry between both um, respective companies. Yeah, but um, I think now this is my own personal um, opinion. I feel like when it comes to flagship, um, you know, rivalry, I, this is my own opinion now. And I think 
BMW, yes, this is a performance. Um, what's it called now? They call them the driving performance or whatever, you know. Ultimate driving machine. Ultimate driving machine. What is it for a seven series? Gosh. Yes, forget the title you have for being the ultimate driving machine. I think Mercedes-Benz is actually pounding a lot more luxury because that's a flagship vehicle. Nobody wants to, nobody wants to, you know, drift in a seven series. You want to enjoy, even, even, you know, like you being the, the self-driver now, you also feel that, you know, like that, that touch of luxury. And that's what I feel BMW is not really doing with the 7 Series. I don't know. This is just my own personal opinion. Okay. You know, I expect that, man, in terms of luxury, Mercedes-Benz shouldn't be far ahead of them with the 7 Series versus the or against the S-Class. You feel me? You know, yeah. like what they did was, I mean, I'm going to come back to this with regards to what Mercedes-Benz did with the with the Maybach um, 62 and 57, you know, because the 62 stood a very, 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 very big, you know, chance against the Rolls Royce Phantom. But that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. But along the lines, right, I don't know what happened. They lost the plot. You see all that stuff they're doing with uh, Mercedes-Benz S-Class and then Mercedes-Benz S-Class 560 Maybach. I don't know. I have. I feel some type of way about it. If you want to give me a Maybach, give me a Maybach. Let it remain that way. And I feel like BMW is not really, you know, like cutting part of um, that stick, competing with, that, with them on that stick. And that's why it feels like Mercedes-Benz is far ahead of them in terms of flagship luxuries i think bmw well like i like you said it's the ultimate you know performing i mean driving machine and all that but for a car like the seven series bro that should have been you know like from when they they put their foot out with the 2003 seven series they should have actually kept that pace and keep pushing then the gap wouldn't have been this much in terms of luxury um displacements and all of that with with the with the mercedes so i feel like somehow they just went back you know we don't need to compete with this for this let's just maintain the ultimate performing or ultimate driving machine let's focus on performance but who wants okay i don't know for me i don't care about performance that much in the seven series i want to be able to enjoy that aircraft feel on the road you know, that's, exactly. that's just my own personal take anyways. Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, when it comes to those two vehicles in particular, the S-Class and the 7 Series, it's like, yeah. damn. Like you said, the uh, 57 and the 62 were really, really, like, they outdid themselves on those yeah. platforms. Mm -hmm. But... I can't really remember what the whole story was, but I think I think probably because Mercedes was sold to Gilly from Daimler. I, I can't really remember what, yeah. what was yeah, that's going what it on. Was. You know? That's what it was. Okay. 
So that's relatively so part of what it was, yeah. Okay, awesome. So now I think that's probably why you know we don't have the standalone Maybach, you know, uh, vehicles. That's which why they merge it. Uh, which I don't like, if you ask me. I, don't <laughs> I, 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 I completely understand your sentiments <laughs> regarding that. But, I mean, look at it this way. It's more like the best of both worlds. We're taking like the S-Class, mm -hmm. which is like the flagship, you know, full-size sedan. Mm -hmm. And we're taking a, like a standalone division of Mercedes and Daimler. Mm -hmm you know and, and merging it together you know so you have the s650 maybach uh, mm -hmm. you know so it's it's and trust me like you're doing great with it it's beautiful like it's still the same thing it's just that you have the mercedes benz logo alongside the maybach logo mm -hmm. you know and and don't even get me started on the S six hundred Pullman because that's like that's in a that's in a league of its own. Yeah. That car is I mean, it might not see, I don't think and this is my own opinion. I don't think any high end luxury brand right now can go toe to toe with a Rolls Royce Phantom. Mm -hmm. No, no. But but they can come close. Look, see I I mean this is just my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. I might be wrong, but from I've I've watched tons of reviews on both of these vehicles. There's just something about a Rolls Royce that just makes it stand out. Like, yeah. for example, the uh, the, I love watching Throttle House videos mm -hmm. because these guys like they make sure they they're as unbiased as possible and they make sure to touch every every possible you know advantages and disadvantages about you know the vehicles they review vehicles, yeah. and they did a sound test you know between and and this was a review between the uh uh s560 Maybach and mm -hmm. and the rolls royce phantom right they did a sound test you know of how much sound you can here from the outside because those, both those vehicles use double glazed windows and you know special kind of tires that significantly reduce road noise right you know this is sound test and 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 it was significantly more quiet mm. in the rolls royce compared to the Maybach. that means the rolls royce has better insulation yeah yeah mm -hmm. you know so I'm not saying Mercedes aren't going to find you, but Rolls Royce just takes it the extra mile. Like everyone who has ridden in a Rolls Royce have one thing in common that they say. Mm -hmm. It is the smoothest thing you, is the smoothest vehicle you ever ride in. You're not wow. even like, you're not even cruising. You're not driving. You're wafting. You know, mm. like like a boat or like an expensive yacht. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're wafting. It's it's insane. I have never been in one. I mean, I've seen one pretty much up close, but I yeah. haven't been in one. Right. You know, so I have to take their word for it. So mm. that's why I say they can come close, but they're not quite there yet. Rolls Royce takes six months for one Phantom to be manufactured. Yeah. That right. says a lot. I I I doubt I doubt my back takes that long. 
you know, probably two, three months. Uh, two, three. I don't think it takes six months. Yes, <laughs> Rolls Royce are very, very, very meticulous, extremely meticulous. If I may add, that's why I firmly stand and say there is no luxury car out now that comes close to Rolls Royce. I mean, no. like the interior. The interior is like you're getting less for more in Mercedes. My, my my impressions about Mercedes-Benz interiors are like sensory overload because you have you have the whole you have a big 10 inch screen in front of you you have another one right beside of you as entertainment <laughs> and then you have the ambient lighting and then you have the tweeters that have uh... lights in them you know it's it's, it's sensory overload but in it's a, a Rolls Royce you know it's it's, it's more organic exactly yeah, because exactly. today, 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 I literally was. I mean, this is just um, out of you know the topic of discussion for the day, but everything is worthy of talking about since it's automobiles. Um, I literally was just um, checking out the 2003 Rolls Royce. Um, what's it called? Phantom. Just a couple, like a few hours. Ago. Man, these guys still keep. You know, like you could literally look at the the 2003 Phantom and go back in time and look at probably the the maybe the the ones from the 90s and you still see a transfer of um, the organic nature of their designs in terms of luxury, the the wooden uh, what's it called now? Uh, what's it called? Like the the wood the grain. Kind of exactly the wood grain the leather um, um how everything is neatly put together there's like you said there's nothing like the the, the freaking ambient light the the big old screen in front of you and then the screen right by you for your infotainment system and all whatnot like that's what i call luxury exactly you understand like that's that's the organic state of luxury for me, I feel like I feel like Mercedes Benz is doing more of trapping than rapping. I mean, I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm always like that. I like I like to take my my conversations from you know like conscious. So I'd I'd say the 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 Phantom or the Rolls Royce is actually a more conscious. Um, what's it called? They take a more conscious stand in designing the Phantom. I can't say that much for the for the ghost because the ghost is what i feel like they decided to just put out there for for the s class to compete with you understand what i'm saying so but at the end of the day you could see the organic states like for the 2003 rose voice it still has a, a slim steering wheel which still takes you back to to the early stages if you come to the 2022 phantom it's still the same thing I'm like okay now that's luxury yeah you know consistency. consistency exactly you know but yeah i can't really sit out of the s classes yeah it, they're, they're fine they're good and everything they're nice I, I i would love to own one you know but in their i think i feel, I feel like even the the bentley if you check the mall scene they're actually taking that organic step too you know luxury and comfort and everything but you know that the conversation is between the s-class and and the bmw 7 series like i i can't really see that with 
Yes, we know you guys are performers. Mercedes-Benz is also doing that with the AMG. You guys can actually put luxury into the 7 Series and still enjoy performance. But I'm not seeing that with this. You understand what I'm saying? So, yes. I feel like they're letting Mercedes-Benz put them, like, get more miles, you know, getting more traction in that department, you know, compared to what they were supposed to have been, I mean, they were supposed to keep up from, from 2003 that they came out with that big old 7 Series. And that, to me, was was a good try. But they just, I don't know. That's my own opinion, though. Like, they just fell back a little bit. I do. I completely agree <laughs> with you on that. And, and, and when it comes, the 7 Series is nice. I mean, it had, you know, it, it pioneered certain, certain, you know, things like the... Um, What's it called? Uh, I think the the 360 degree view camera was first implemented in the 7 series. Yes. If I remember correctly. Yes. And also, and also the remote control function where you can um, actually start the car up and, you know, pull it out of a tight space you can't get mm-hmm. into. I think mm-hmm. those features were pioneered on the 7 series, yes. you know, and, and, and those are great for what they are, you know, but they're still not quite there when it comes to you know the luxury aspects when mm-hmm. you know when compared to an S class and S class just you know it just takes it up a notch more like it's much more uh, what's the word it's it's just much more exquisite yeah compared to you know the seven series it's 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 the interior is it's more well put together totally agree. compared to that of a series or maybe I mean because BMW own Rolls Royce so they're trying to take that Lexus more approach and not you know uh, overwhelm you with so much things because Mercedes oh, Benz you're right. like that you're right you know well, so well, that's, 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 that's that's quite an angle <laughs> so that's just another thing I thought about you know mm-hmm. so maybe they're trying to take the Lexus more approach because Mercedes Benz interiors oh my god there is so much mm-hmm. going on with them like so much with the yeah. lights and 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 the like I said, the tweeters they have lights in them, and and the two huge turning screens on the dashboard and on the, the infotainment system. The infotainment, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. to take in, and and I feel like at some point there could be distractions. Just my opinion. Uh, you know, so I can't agree with you more on this. I totally like you're right. Absolutely, there could be there could be well, I would say there there could be unnecessary distractions. Yes, because, because honestly, um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, what I was gonna say is, uh, I mean, if we're being realistic, most people, you know, who are going to drive those vehicles are not going to use half those features, you know, that come with it. Most of them probably don't even know how to work it, hmm. you know. So, so, so that's that's another thing. It, it's just like, you know, it's there just because, you know. But most people are most likely not going to use half of those they're probably know, not going to use 20 percent of those features exactly that's exactly. that, I, that I can guarantee so that's why that's why i feel like in the case of bmw and rose Royce, they're taking the if it ain't broke don't fix it you know uh route you oh, know less yeah. is more less, yeah, is, less more. is more like mm-hmm. the, the rose Royce doesn't have as much gizmos you know as as say uh the, the s my back True, true. But when I you agree. when you when when you step into it, you know, okay, this is luxury. You know, yeah. 
it's it's everything down to the last boat mm-hmm. on True. a Rolls Royce is very well put together. Put together. Thank you. Yeah. That's the word I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so there are no creaks. There are no no red noises. Everything is firm. And, it's firm. Yeah. You know, it's man. I I I hope I get to you know experience being in the Rolls Royce one day. You I know, mean, I, I mean. For me to always be the phantom anyways <laughs> yeah the phantom the phantom is is the pinnacle it's it's the yardstick for every luxury car out there true true you know it's true. it's just it's just in a league of its own yeah you know and it has presence you know but at the same time i understand you know your angle when it comes to the my bag and the s-class <sighs> you know being the same car now but for what it is good you know because i mean most people are not going to have about four hundred thousand dollars to to drop for a new Phantom, you know. Nah. And 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 uh, yeah, exactly. And 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 a full a fully optioned out S sixty Maybach will cost you about you know half of that. So I mean that's a win win, man. You know, true. railway steering and whatnot. You know, but but at the end of the day, if you have the money, you go for it. Because the the thing that blew me blew my mind about a Rolls Royce Phantom is they took a coin. I think a quarter, and they put it on the engine, standing sideways, and they revved the engine, and that coin did not move an inch. Mm. If that is not luxury, then I don't know what is. Nothing else is, man. <laughs> that's a that's a six point seven liter V twelve engine. Yeah, and they revved it, and that coin did not shake. did not shake. Yeah, that that in that in itself is is just mind blowing. I mean, nothing else. Nothing else fits the luxury. Class um, can, can pull class, that up. Nah, none. Like I don't know how they did it. I don't know what they. I mean, of course, that's that's a lot of um, engineering being put in place out there. You understand what I'm saying? And you know, yeah. with regards to this, um, I mean, having had this talk, I'm, I'm looking at currently because I've always looked at each each class around each other between the mercedes-benz and the bmw the the m5 no i said the m5 the x5 and the ml now gle's and all of that i'm going to say one thing right for those uh, models Yes, I'm a BM, I'm a Mercedes-Benz guy, but I give it to BMW in terms of, um, I'll say in terms of everything. Really? <laughs> wow, I, I did not see that coming. I did not I, see that I know, one coming. I know you wouldn't. You see, let me tell you something. The X5 has this robust. I mean, these are crossovers, you know, mid-size SUVs, right? And I don't see a reason why I want to sit down and be like, no, nah, it has to be, I want to focus on luxury with a class of vehicle like that. And that's why I'm saying I'm giving it to BMW. This is wow. just me being honest here. This is my own personal opinion and... Have you seen how how beautifully put together in terms of sportiness that the X5 has? 
not even the not even the M series now. This is just a regular X5. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this is also going to take me to the to the X6s and the GLEs. Honestly, before we go to that, I would always give it to the X5s on everything. If I have the money to buy to to pick between both, definitely personal bias. Yes, I'll probably go for the, <laughs> I'll probably go for the Mercedes. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But let's let's keep it a buck. Let's let's be honest about it. Now, this is my own opinion. Look wise, the BMW. Of course, performance. The Mercedes would not actually go close to the X5 in terms of performance. Maybe I'm wrong, but no, I don't think they go close. Let's forget about the whole big screens and this the the luxury focus that they have. But in the class of that model crossover SUVs, now I don't I don't want to see anything luxury. So I'm still gonna give it to the BMW, hands down. I mean, this this is something that I believe I believe the the BMW is actually turning 4.4. Um, it has a 4.4 liter um, engine, if I'm not mistaken. If I get it right, 4.4, yes. 4.5, man. That should give 4. you about, liter V8. about 500 horsepower. Come on, man. Thereabout. That's it. Thereabout. Now, I mean, that's 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 for me. You can't you can't take it away from from that vehicle. You know. I have my my iPad in front of me and I'm looking at the exterior, bro. I don't know, man. How else do you describe sporty look, sporty beauty? No other way, though. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, I leave it. I leave it to you to tell me what you feel. But this is just my own thoughts. <laughs> well, uh, like I said, I did not see that one coming, but. <laughs> First of all, I've always thought the new uh, GLEs were beautiful, and I'm not talking about the coupes because those look absolutely horrendous. I'm talking about the SUV Come or the crossover. Right? Yeah, they're beautiful, but man, what do you want to tell me about the fake exhaust I mean, even the like. I, <laughs> I mean, Mercedes, Mercedes have always been on that, right? From I don't, US I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't dig that. I really don't. I don't know why it's hard for me to just be like, oh, now, nah, okay, it looks like an exhaust, but it's not the exhaust. Actually, I guess, something. I guess it's just because, you know, of trying to complete the exterior aesthetic you know to make everything like flow together so they have to put those fake chips there and whatnot so i i think that's what mercedes is on you know and, and i trust me i've i've always scrutinized that you know same thing with audi you know they're always doing that but um you know it is what it is man uh but besides that i mean i i want to believe the the, the gle is a beautiful car but you're right i mean uh the X5, on the other hand, is very beautiful, you know, and it has a more sporty appearance to it. You know, I mean, I mean BMW just, I, I, I guess they've just figured out how to do all that stuff, you know, and just make it work, even in their SUVs, mm-hmm. you know, just like, and, and in, in the in the case of the coupes, like the X6 and the GLE 63 yeah. coupe, I think this should take us into talking about that, like right away. No need to go back. So go ahead. 
yeah i mean in 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 the case of those i mean the the xt completely takes it because first of all bmw pioneered that design you yeah. know that sport luxury crossover design that everybody you know took after but mercedes just that was a miss for them like the gle coupe there's nothing anybody's going to tell me that car looks horrendous it, it just, was it was it no. was a big it was a big miss very ugly rear end yes it, um, it, it was it was poorly implemented yeah. it was poorly implemented you know and 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 the lamborghini euros perfected that design bmw pioneered it you know mercedes messed it up but lamborghini just perfected it the they, took, they, is... they took it a notch up yeah exactly i totally agree no, no, no. that's it's difficult obviously it goes to the bmw you mm-hmm. know because that's just what it is they just they just did it better that's it yeah. you know they there's there's nothing more to say in regards to it and performance wise too it goes to the bmw because the gle is just too fat it's a very fat vehicle it's you know, like it, a it, wheel and i think the yeah, one that i'll never go close to i just i don't like that those and i don't see myself liking them is the glc's i don't i don't oh no yeah. I, i mean to me those those cars the glc's the gla's the cla you know it's just like you know for the glc if you don't have gla money okay just just you know manage this one like this this for you like okay i want a mercedes benz you know but mm-hmm. i can't really afford the flagship variant so yeah here's something for you to just compensate yourself with same thing with the cla it's it's like a you know i've heard people call it a poor man's mercedes which you know i think <laughs> it's kind of crazy but you know it's still a mercedes regardless but yeah, that's a french wheel drive man now yeah and, and that's, that's another <laughs> thing that's another thing you know but i mean at the end of the day for what it is it's good i i've been opportunity to drive a cla before and it's it's uh you know the it's a i think it's a 1.8 liter turbo 2.0 yeah no 1.8 yeah i think it's 1.8 turbo by turbo i think yeah yeah i think it, it goes go. between 1.8 and 2.0 yeah. okay okay i mean I'm i've, been, sure I've been driven i've been driven in a cla before so and yeah it's just it's for what it is. it is it's fun i i played around with it for a little bit you know mm-hmm. uh i put it in sport mode and i was using the uh the paddles and it it's it was it was it was decently responsive you know mm-hmm. but it's not it's not If we're expecting a quick car it's just noted it's about what it's just slightly under or over 200 horsepower you know yeah so i think it's about two, it's, it's, 205 or thereabouts yeah it, it's not it's not that great but it moves it moves but <laughs> it's not that great you know mm-hmm. so so yeah like like i was saying it's just if you want a mercedes you can't afford the c-class you know cl is the next best thing you know yeah and, but, and but there's there's also there's also a class for those who cannot afford the cle like What's all that's that? that's insane that's insane uh, I, i i never even i honestly never even knew the a-class was cheaper than the cla i thought the cla was like cheaper, the bottom no. that is it crazy is, it, is, it is cheaper <laughs> it's cheaper than the cla absolutely it's crazy like i think ever since mercedes got sold to gilly it's just been one thing or the other like it i don't even know one thing to the other i don't know it's, it's just i don't know what I don't know what is going on with them, you know. Yeah, they, they're telling us it's it's a sensual purity. Like that's just no, that's just no. I think now most manufacturers are just concerned, you know, about sales now in catering to 
you know certain demographics and yeah in, in as much as it's I, not bad but you can you can you know you can also try not to i call it the dummy down um how do i put it the dummy down phenomenon and this will take me to one thing i, I just want to register my displeasure and them doing this in the s class and doing it in the e classes and the you know but the fact that they took the g wagon shifters off of your middle i mean center console and then it's hanging somewhere around your steering wheel i think somehow they lost me with that i don't know how i feel about it but for a car like that i mean why do i have to tip through some type of lever beside my stair like, i don't know it's this is just my displeasure i i really don't i don't fancy that and that's well, why I, that's why i feel like that's why i feel like the the G55 has always been my all-time favorite. Yeah, I could, I could, I could play around the G63, and then the the recently discontinued G65. Mm. But for this current generation, I don't know. It's it's not. This is just me, you know. And well, this is I... going by how I like to drive, right? I feel like that was just some type of. I don't know. They did a disservice with that, um, with that option. But let me give you the floor, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. I I do share that you know uh, sentiment with you because, like I said, when I drove the CLA, the gear lever was, you know, behind the steering, and it, honestly, it took me a minute to get. Acquainted with acquainted that. Acquainted with it, yeah. It took me a hot minute. I was like, what the hell is this? Because I kept reaching down to the center console. Mm-hmm. To try know, to do... It's, it's, just like, to... it's just like the knob, the knob transmission I was telling you about. In the Fords and, and the Range Rovers and all of that. Like, sometimes you feel you, you want to you wanna adjust your... your what's it called? You want to adjust... It, it's happened to me in the Ford Explorer before. I wanted to actually increase the volume. And I was literally rolling... On. I was rolling on the on the shifters. I'm like, what? <laughs> it, it took me like a split second to, for it to do, to be done on me. That now, that's not the volume. That's the volume just up there. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's that's so unnatural. Like I was saying, like it took me a hot minute before I could, you know, fully get accustomed to. Because every time I kept reaching down, it's crazy. And I know that that was how it was implemented in the W one two three. But come on, that that car is well over what thirty years old. You know, mm-hmm. so so, I mean, I I I feel like they should have just stuck to, you know, how it was before. You know, yeah. if if I thought you wanted to switch switch things up, don't don't mess around with the position of the gear lever. There's some things you shouldn't mess with, you know. So, it, it, it was just it was just a chore for me trying to, you know, in in, I couldn't even get it, you know, to work because I'm trying yeah. to put it in put it in reverse. I kept moving it all the way. Down to drive, so it was it was a struggle, and it was just you know. Cool. I you know those 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 shifters actually made somehow has made neutral useless. You know that, yeah. Like, 
you might you might because of the distance between the shifters if you want to go from drive to neutral you just practically realize that you pushed it in park exactly that's exactly what i was struggling with yeah it was so crazy i was so frustrated so because you, know, you don't like, you don't you don't want to get stuck between you know like between neutral drive and reverse is just a push now between drive to to reverse you won't feel a stint of pushing it to neutral i've driven that before and what i normally do is in a state where i'm stationed and everything instead of taking it off i just push and it goes into park so whenever I, whenever i'm ready to move i just like tip thrown down to drive and then i go so like it's really made the neutral trans i mean neutral aspect of the transmission useless but it's there you see the end sign and all that you know for me it's useless yeah and you know this taking us into do you think the the x7 is actually just a bigger version of the x5 pretty much or you, or you think it, or you think it stands toe to toe with the gl gls oh man i uh, i think the gls man the gls is oh man the gls is uh <laughs> i don't even know how i'm going to properly you know uh <laughs> well for me if you ask me i give it to the gls exactly that's that's so what i was his mouse is is several miles away from and that's what i'm telling you about what they're doing with the 7 series the gls for me i mean the the x7 is just a bigger it's just an x5 with a third row seat yes that's what it is i mean with just yeah. slight slight you know uh, probably a slight facelift and whatnot facelift yeah a, so, a bigger so. a bigger kidney grill and i think it's just an x5 with a third row seat that's just what it represents yeah. for me so if i'm going to say anything about it they didn't really like the fact that it doesn't have the bench seats in the middle to access the third row it's just it's just like like a luxury like a, like a luxury minivan you know like yeah. it's it, it really didn't give the right answer to to what the GLS stands for honestly like the GLS is miles away from from the X7 but i mean it's it's a nice try if you ask me it's, it's a nice try it is it is yeah. and 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 the the Alpina variant takes it up a notch i i feel like that's that's the one that can you know actually you know go toe to toe with the GLS the Alpina variant is, yes the Alpina uh, I think that's called the XB7 the Alpina XB7, variant XB7 yeah yes it's, it's I think they, they took it and you know fine tuned it you know all the little uh, uh, imperfections with the regular X7s Alpina took it and kind of fine tuned it a little bit you know especially in uh, with the driving dynamics and the suspension Mm-hmm. you know they really paid more attention and it just it's just like this huge full size suv suv cruiser, yeah. you know so so that i that's mean not, not that to say it. that not not to say that the the gls is not also a bigger um GLE. Oh, the gls is huge it is i mean it's it's a bigger it's a bigger size gle anyways but you know 
I think I think they did a better job with that compared to the X7. My personal take on this. So yeah. Other yeah, than that, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's I I agree with that. Um, the, yeah. the GLS is just a, and you know with just a few extra touches and uh, few extra mm-hmm. space, you know, yeah. and and then. And then they made the Maybach variant as well for those who have too much money that don't know what to do with it. <laughs> you know, so yeah. But was that really, I, I don't well, I, I mean I, I don't really, really see much what what I really never know. Well, well I mean if you ask me it wasn't really necessary, but you know, it was just like a flex, you know, okay, if you have too much money to throw around here, well here, here's a, a jealous Maybach. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's pretty much the same thing, you know, it's just a couple my bag badges here and there and mm-hmm. you know a different grill and like a ton of chrome all around you know it, it's <laughs> just pretty much the same thing really a ton of chrome, a ton of chrome. <laughs> yeah that's that's just oh, wow. it they you just literally have, slapped the my bag logo on it yeah. and a bunch of chrome <laughs> and well here you go you know <laughs> but yeah but, like uh, you say for those people who have just some some of those uh, the extra money that I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I feel like you can get the same treatment as the, the the regular G uh GLS. You know, yep. the, the Maybach is just it's just a it's just an overpriced GLS really. I mean, it's I'll, all I'll, just marketing strategy. I'll rather you know? i rather i rather put that money on 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 a Bravo and than a made my bag version anyways. Right, I mean, yeah, there's a there's a Bravo's version, yeah, there yeah. is a Bravo's version. So I'd rather yeah. go for the Bravo's version than than put my money on the Maybach, like it's. Oh yeah, it's I'm not. I'm I'm right I'm right with you on that one because it's just more, you know, for the Bravo's we're talking about much more power and a ton of carbon fiber parts, you know. So yeah, definitely the Bravo's for me. Those those unnecessary and uh, what's it called extra. I mean, I remembered one time. I think I forgot where I saw that ad. Where um, I mean, it was just Mercedes Benz being petty. I think it was during um, one of uh, what's it called, like during B- a BMW anniversary, and then Mercedes Benz actually went all out. You know, like, I think it was on their Facebook, and then. They sort of like wish Mercedes, they sort of like wish BMW, you know, like happy anniversary and everything. And guess what they did? <laughs> they went oh, on yeah. to, they went on to poke fun, you know, like on their, on their rivalry in a subtle way by offering BMW workers direct employment. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> talk about petty. <laughs> I, I, th- I think it was sometime in March, you know, I think it was sometime in March or something. And, they literally went hard to the point they drove you know how they drove they drove mercedes benz cars to the front of um to the front of um their museum in stuttgart right and then they like they sort of like parked in a hill directly in front of the museum you understand what i'm saying and then they like they just turn up a, a, a BMW that is driving past, you get, and then they use that to they use that to offer BMW like free entry, BMW employees free entry into the into the Mercedes Benz Museum in Stuttgart and some type wow. of employment. I was like, geez, wow, 
Oh, that that's the that's the most petty thing ever. <laughs> you know, I was like, nah, this 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 is this is out of place. Honestly, I'm like, very, nah. Very disrespectful. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping I'm able to find the link to that ad. Like it was just please. it was petty. It was it was petty. Please, please. I was like, you know, driving it driving it directly in front of the hill in the museum and then, you know, they said they, they were kind of like if they if they turn up driving in a like they said their employees if they if they can actually turn up to to um to the museum driving in a bmw they'll offer them free entry into the stuttgart museum you know and it, it was crazy because they also poked fun at the the dance kidney grill some was talking Look, look like a rabbit with the two teeth out. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll try to look for the, I'll try to look for that advert and send it to you. Like it was, it was crazy. I said, nah, this, this is, this is, it's brotherly, it's fun, but ah, disrespectful yeah, and petty. I was, I, was, I, was, I was, super petty. I was like, wow. Yeah, I mean, I mean, BMW had it coming, man. Like those. Those kidney grills, man. Those, those, like they were just doing the most. Honestly, I don't like, know. I, I, I didn't like it too. And then that's when you actually have your, what's it called? Your, your tags hanging. It defeats the. Yes. Uh, yes. You know, it's just. I mean, a lot of a lot of people did not like it. A lot of people are kind of like, okay, it's growing on me. I'm still kind of on the fence about it. I'm still, because you know, in all honesty, if you're getting like the M3 in like a all black color that kind of helps mm-hmm. you know and the grill the grill is not so much in your face but if you get like a slightly brighter color like the the yellow or the white it's just oh my god it it just kind of like breaks the whole seamlessness of the, the, the car's form factor it's crazy i don't mm-hmm. know what the hell they were thinking i don't know who gave the okay on that design but BMW were just wrong for that. That's just no. I mean, they're, yeah, no what's it called? I think their chief designer, I think his name is Karim Habib or something. Yeah. So he's responsible for all of that, anyways. His name is Ka- no. yeah, Karim. Let me look that up real quick. Uh, yeah, his name is Karim. Karim Habib. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> I mean, even if he's the one who designed it, who gave the okay? Because I feel like it's the person who gave the okay that should be well, blamed. I mean, like, I think it's two of them. There's, there's a Brock, which I think, like, the Habib guy had a stint at Mercedes at one point. He had worked at Mercedes for, well, not for the longest, you know. So, and I think this other guy, I can't remember his last name, but his name is Brock, spelled, I think, B-R-E-C-Q or something. Yeah. So... Like those, those are the two, you know, like chief designers and assistants. Uh, of course, every every design goes through an approval stage, you know, and I'm sure they must have, you know, like sent it back to you know, chain tweak this, tweak that. So definitely, it's not just him who's designing, but also somebody who's actually approving, you know. That's crazy. That Karim guy, I feel like he's. He's probably a spy for Mercedes, and he's trading <laughs> with that design. Well, I mean, that, that's 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 it, it could be it could be it could be like I said, it, I, I could think like that if if there was somebody who's doing that to a brand that I'm so into, you know, it's not like everything Gordon is being thrown out there is what I like. You understand what I'm saying? But 
Um, like I earlier said, the certain designs I've seen in the Mercedes Benzes that I caught it with my drove past an A class four days ago. <laughs> yeah, what do you I think was, about I was, that? I was not impressed. I was oh, not impressed. Man. Like, first off, it felt like you know the whole instrument cluster design just felt like like a graphic designer who designs an iPad and then he just clicks expand and he just expanded it to cover <laughs> you know oh my god and I literally was looking at the guy I was like hmm. I let him move ahead of me a little bit and I looked behind it everything was just like plain I was looking out to mm-hmm. see something no exhaust um, pipe anywhere but there's a fake exhaust design closed up <laughs> naturally uh, i mean like, if you ask me anytime i see the a-class it i smell gilly all over it yeah you're right you're that's, very that's correct all, that's all i can say that's it literally reeks of gilly like that's you're, what the a-class is just like you know what just 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 touch it up a little bit and slam a mercedes benz badge on it and you know put the price down so some people yeah. can afford it and I would expect that I would expect that this time with this current dispensation, the Mercedes Benz should be able to have like a keyless kick start and all those things. I'm I'm yet to see that feature in any of their vehicles. And I'm like, this is 2021 going on 2022. You mean <laughs> literally sit down in your house whilst the snow is out and you really need your car to warm before you drive. You can literally start your car from the comfort of your bedroom. Right. Even does, even the even the, uh, the 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 Ford F150 Raptor has that feature. Like that's what I'm that. saying. Even the what's it called? Just I mean, if if you check just the door journey, they've had it since 2016. You know, if you check the Fords, all the Tavit, all the Ford Edge has it. Most very the Titaniums actually. Um, the the Ford Fusion Sports all have it. Even Hyundai Elantra 2021 has that feature. Honda Civics has that feature. Like, I, feel I mean, like... the thing is, the thing is that with these bigger manufacturers, you know, options like that always come at a cost. You know, you're gonna pay for it. It's gonna be like well, a, an extra option to pay for. That's what they do. You know, some things that are meant to be standard, they don't make them standard. So, if you want that feature, you have to pay a few extra thousand bucks for that and that's just that's just extortion like come on guys like you guys can just put this thing in you can make it standard why do i have to pay for an option to have you know a comfort access entry that's come on i'm paying like what over 80 grand for a over car, 80 grand for a car yeah. you still want me to you know pay an extra what 1500 dollars for comfort access entry that's crazy man that's just crazy it's not worth it so yeah those are the little things that i see and i'm like wow but in any case i mean they're all doing their best they're putting in their their best foot forward and i'd say i give it to both of them like i've registered my own um what's it called um opinion with regards to certain models for the gls i mean for the gls and the x7 the gls takes it for the X5 and the GLE, for me, 
the X5 takes it. The 7 Series and the S-Class, definitely the S-Class, like easily, you know. I don't know what I feel about the 5 Series and the E-Classes. And I'm just going to remain indifferent with those for now. So, oh, Well, I mean, I do like, for the E-Class, the W213. I like the AMG variant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an executive car, but at the same time, it has this edge to it. You know, the mm. 5 Series, on the other hand, I love that one. You know, especially the competition. The competition, it, yeah. Oh, oh my God. That is, I mean, to most, you know, professional auto reviewers out there, it's great, but it's not that great. But great is good enough for me. You know, and then taking things up a notch with the M5 CS. Now yeah. that is another beast on that's, its that's, own because that's in that's in a different world, if you ask me. Yeah, that's that's just BMW, literally being mm. BMW. Like yeah. it's like they're trolling. It it made a Hellcat look slow, like for crying out loud. And Hellcats are not slow by any margin. No, it literally no, no. just it literally just walked away from the Hellcat. Like yep. Yeah, literally just walked away. That's insane. Yeah, so I saw, I saw, I saw that quarter mile race too, and I was like, man, who really, really engineered this? Like, who? Honestly, like, I had my money on the Hellcat because I'm like, there is no way in hell, you know, you know, the M5 is gonna take this. I, I guess I underestimated, you know, BMWs again because (laughs) I, I think the M5 CS comes in at around six twenty five or six twenty five, yeah. Yeah, you know, but typical BMW is probably going to be around the 660s, you know, because they are always not giving the accurate numbers, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 this thing just I literally had my money on the Hellcat, and it just Those walked things, past the Hellcat like literally. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, this is uh, this 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 from a from a standing race, right? Okay, cool, you know, in the rolling race, the Hellcat is going to take it. No, same thing. Wow. Same thing in the rolling race from 50 miles an hour. The mm-hmm. M5 just walked away. Like the Hellcat didn't even stand a chance. It it was it was so it was so comical to see. Like, and I mean we all know that Hellcats are not slow. No, they're we're not. Those those, those 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 bad guys are on steroids. Like, yeah, we're talking about 707 horsepower here. Mm-hmm. You know that is not slow. That's that's what that's more than a Hurricane, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, you yeah. know that's that's super uh, supercar territory. So for the fact that the M5 just walked away from it, it's just mind blowing. So mm-hmm. yeah, if if I'm if if I'm gonna take you know an, a, a fast executive sedan that I can see used to, to go grocery shopping, hell yeah, I'll pay that I'll pay that six figure for the M5 CS. Right. You know, because you know BMW have fine tuned it a little bit more and they've shed some weight from it. You know, and and just add added a little a, a few touches here and touches, there. Yeah. You know, to make it like distinct from the m5 competition so i mean is is the price a little bit steep yes but i mean if i had the means i would pay the premium because i know for a fact that i what can keep up with for, yeah the value exactly. you're getting for the money yeah. yeah 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 you know you can keep up with a lot of supercars out there on the street so like, to me i feel like you know it's 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 a sweet deal and i'll i'll definitely take that over the e63 as any day mm, like nice. in a heartbeat in a heartbeat 
that's that's great i mean this 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 has actually been a very wonderful you know discourse like no competition just side to side comparison and everything and yeah well i still i still i still i still i still stick with my mercedes benz any day and um you know but in terms of you know wanting to collect man like i told you i like to have that's 835 just i don't know man that thing is that thing is like fine wine you know aging so beautifully and it's something that uh, just to have it for keeps as a collector's item i mean it's, it's something that I, i feel like every car enthusiast needs need to have out there and yeah taking me back to you know bringing it to the mercedes benz is definitely the w123 oh I'll yeah. take that any day either the coupe or the four door sedan just give me that I'm fine oh yeah the 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 123 is just I don't know there's just something about it if I had one I'm just going to keep it as is I'm not touching it I'm just going to like do a paint correction ceramic yeah. coat it and mm-hmm. leave everything like from the way it was from factory like I think that's the whole appeal about the vehicle you know and no. trust me I've seen I've seen some of them where you know they've done some crazy things to it but to me I feel like the best way to keep that vehicle is just as is from factory. You know the you funny know? thing is I I know I know this guy who I think it was back back then in 2000 back then in 2007 I suppose he's a medical doctor young guy and I remember when I don't want to call it the name people call it because there's nothing muscular about that car the 2007 Camry when they came out <laughs> uh, well i mean that's what everybody calls it but i don't see anything muscular about it because if people know what muscle can mean then they call it like that muscle but right you know so this guy has i mean he bought one brand new back then and he also has this very pristine w123 green mm. and this was manual shift not or you know like not automatic transmission and what he normally does is for his in city driving and all that he uses his camera but whenever he has to travel this guy doesn't he doesn't fly like he doesn't he doesn't get on a plane local if he has to go from lagos to kano this guy puts his mercedes benz on the road and drives <laughs> like and i'm like why say man that's what the car is meant for you know so he said you won't you won't have me put a camry on the road from lagos to ibadan i wouldn't do it like that's because he's a very very good driver and you know i understand his i mean the point is trying to make and where he's coming from with regards to that so any driving he wants to do distance say out of state out of lagos state he mm. drives and i was telling him back I'm like okay you know your camera is going on he said man he's going to age i'll sell it and transcend to the new one but you see and the funny thing is he doesn't like drive the car within lagos because he's like man i don't want nobody scratching this car and all of that so he just does out of state driving with the car comfortable you know what i mean by comfortable you know what i mean by 
you know, having the engine capacity to do that distance at world stretch, yeah. you know. Yeah, and that's how he lived his life. And the funny thing is, up till now, you can imagine from when he had the car up to now, he has he had changed several other cars. With. I think right now he has like four cars in his lot. You know, family man, but the W123 is there. And I think he bought he bought um, a W124 one time. I think it was a, it was a E yeah it was an E500 actually. Yeah, he bought that and he's like, man, you know. So all of the cars are just for fancy, but when he needs to really, really drive, that's when he puts those old Mercedes Benzes on the road. I'm like, well, thumbs up. I'll be like you when I grow up. Too. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, you might as well because you know, I, I I feel like that's how you really get to enjoy the cars for what they are. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's 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 more like an experience. You know, instead yeah. of just like keeping them in your garage, so you have to take them out and experience them. I, I feel that's why he takes them on long journey instead of like long city journeys. driving. Yeah, you know? yeah. So mm-hmm. that, that that that's very valid. That makes a lot of sense. Yep, you know. Yep. It is what it is. So it's it's been really nice having this discourse tonight, and it's always a pleasure, pleasure, pleasure having you around. Like it's a whole lot. I've, I I learned a couple things from you know. The things you've actually dished out, and hey, these are things I'm actually gonna go back to. And that video you told just told me now because I actually watched it just a few, but I feel like going back to just see what the the M5 CS actually did in terms of not just the race, but understanding the vehicle, you know, the more for knowledge sake, you know. And until until our next episode, it's really really nice having you around and. Oh, I want you to take care and have a wonderful night. Thank you, and, and you All as right. well. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.